Hello again, this is Robert Fleming, one of the partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. One of the other partners, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, is sitting across from me. You're listening to Elder Law Issues, our weekly podcast on topics of concern to elders and the law. Very clever that we called it Elder Law Issues. I, I would say elders and their families and loved ones. I mean, I'm not elderly, Robert. Um, well, <laughs> I, I, I hadn't wanted to mention this, but in the years that we've been partners, I've noticed a certain... Okay, anyway. <laughs> Apropos of that, I thought today maybe we could talk about organ donation. <laughs> Are you an organ donor, Elizabeth? You know, I am, Robert, and... I have all sorts of different feelings around organ donation. So I'm 38 years old and healthy. Oh, now and you have to slip that in there. Yeah, I'm going to slip that in there. And I've just thought a lot about it. And the reality is, is that if something catastrophic happened to me, I would really want my husband, Doug, and my family to be able to help somebody else if there was uh, anything like an organ or a skin or any kind of donation that would make a difference in somebody else's life. You know, I'm a little bit younger than most of our clients. Our clients are tend to be in their 80s, although we would love to see more people your age coming in to do their estate planning, and they need to do it. But the practical reality is a lot of 70 and 80-year-old clients come in to, to create or update their documents, and they say to me, uh, nobody nobody wants my organs. My organs are old and worn out. Do you hear that, Elizabeth? I hear that a lot, yeah. What do you say? I say, you know what, it's a personal decision, and it's a judgment-free zone here at Fleming and Curdy. So this is your call, not mine. And I let them know that it's not like if they died, they're going to force their organs on somebody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it actually would have to be a, a team of medical professionals who believe that organs could be used. And then we get into a whole conversation around, oh my God, somebody's going to sell my organs on the black market. And then we get into the weeds on that topic. So if somebody comes in and they're young, old, whatever age, and they have some degree of concern around organ donation, I encourage them to go online, look at the Arizona, their different Arizona websites around organ donation, do some reading, and then come back and and tell me what they'd like. I, I really don't twist any arms, Robert. I don't think that's the right thing to do. And I find that as soon as somebody starts to make I don't want to call it an excuse, but somebody starts to show some discomfort around organ donation, that's enough for me to just leave out any provision around it. And, and we need to be clear about that, Elizabeth, that there's no requirement that you address organ donation in your will or your powers of attorney. We want to do it if it is important to you. Either it's important that you want to be an organ donor, or it's important that you want to not be an organ donor, or it's important that you want to donate just some organs or only for some purposes. We would like to to include your wishes if you have wishes, but you're not required to have an opinion. You are permitted to say, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to let my family decide whether I'm an organ donor at the time I die. Um, I'm not going to be there, so whatever. If that's the way you want to handle it, we're not going to push you toward it. Right. And one thing that is really helpful is if you have decided to donate any part of your body to science and have already um, become a either a subscribing member of um, one of these kind of clubs, I, I have some clients who have decided to be um, members and support the Will Body Donation Program at the University of Arizona 
they have um, a program. I also have some folks who have been um, working with different institutions around the country who have done testing around Alzheimer's and dementia and want their brains to be used for science. So I have some people, Robert, who have really, really specific requests and actually have signed some documents with different medical institutions saying that they they would like parts of their body, their organs to be used for, for science. That really points up something that's important in the estate planning context. The documents that we prepare for you will not make you an organ donor. They will not sign you up for the willed body program or or the brain biopsy program or any of the things that you particularly want. You're going to need to do those things on your own. What our documents will do is to tell people, hey, I am a participant in this program. I am an organ donor. I have signed up for the willed body program. And and not uh, unimportantly, they also give your family permission to allow the, the harvesting of organs or the contribution of your of your body or whatever, whatever parts you have said you wanted to be contributed. Uh, and they help settle arguments within the family. Oh, I don't think mom really meant to be an organ donor. Yeah, she did. Here it says it right here in her in her power of attorney. So that's the value of what we do is to reinforce. But do you do you know how to tell if you're an organ donor? Well, in Arizona, pull out your driver's license, and if there's a little red heart on it, you are an organ donor. And if there is not a little red heart on it, that doesn't mean your organs can't be donated, but you have not signed up for the organ donor program. And Robert, I think when we talk to people about organ donation and they've got questions, one of the questions that does come up and and has come up for me actually in estate administration scenarios is what will this mean for their family? And, And I explain that the most important thing is in the occasion of a really critical accident that your family have some guidance about your wishes and that um, if you do wish to be an organ donator donator, um, and and go that path, that it may mean that your family are waiting in the hospital a little bit longer after an event um, before the rest of your body can be cremated or buried. I would say for people who are considering organ donation, don't think of it as a cheaper way to dispose of your body. That's, That's not the point of being an organ donor. Um, in fact, as you say, it might be a little bit more inconvenience for family. It's not going to, your burial or cremation is not going to be less expensive if they have removed your corneas or, uh, or, or something. Also, it's not going to be more expensive. The organ donor system will pay the cost of any harvesting of organs. And I guess one other note here, Robert, is since I've been practicing and since we've been working together here at Fleming and Curdy, I have never had the occasion to learn from any family of a, a scenario in which somebody's organs had been sold against their wishes. I mean, this is just something that I've never seen come through the doors of our practice as an issue. Have you? Uh, not in our client base. There was a kind of a famous or infamous story in Arizona a few years, not very many years back, where there were some... Um, some misbehavior. There was some misbehavior on the part of a, a, an organ harvesting system, um, but it's worth noting that those folks got um, got outed, got caught, got stopped, uh, and um, and it, it doesn't continue. And in fact, our general attitude toward organ donation for those who want it is that it's a very good thing to do, and 
uh, and actually helps save other people's lives, and you absolutely should be prepared to do it. If it creeps you out, or if you just have some emotional or practical or financial or religious objection, then you absolutely should not be an organ donor. And if that is important to you, your documents should say, I am not an organ donor and I do not want my organs donated. Um, if that's how you feel, you should, as you, be, as you said at the beginning, your wishes are what's important here. Your wishes should be clear. Thank you, Robert. What a what a exciting conversation today. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll talk about burial arrangements. <laughs> yeah, but not today. So anyway, you've been listening to me, Robert Fleming, and my partner, Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman. We are partners in the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And, uh, and we do this weekly podcast that we call Elder Law Issues, hoping that you will join us and, and, um, and we can cover some elder law issues. And by the way, if you have some issues that you wish we would address, let us know. We'll take a shot at it. Thanks. Talk to you later.